Welcome to the Beers and Miles podcast, where we talk about beers, miles, and whatever else we manage to jump off topic with. My name is Chris, and I welcome you back to another episode. It's been a couple weeks since we've done this. Um, first things first, I'm going to do what I always do. I am going to be drinking a beer. Uh, we have Lansing Brewing Company, I would assume out of Lansing, Michigan, uh, Peninsula Pills. It's a dry hot pilsner. And so we're going to be drinking this little beginning of this pod. Um, and yeah, so we'll start this off by um, going through and introducing everybody that we have this week. We have our very welcomed and appreciated the usual suspects. Nicole, how's it going? Oh, hi. Hey. I don't have a beer. Um, I think that's a problem. I need to probably go get a beer. But I did do some miles today, so I guess I'm living up to half of the podcast name. You're doing the miles that we're not doing today. Yeah, I did some miles for all of, all of you. I took one for the team. Team player. And we have the oh, enthusiast, Fox Wine reviewer of the pod, Keen. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? I usually do not drink on Mondays. It's a rarity, so I do not have anything in my hand either other than water. Um, but doing good. Um Happy to be here in another week, 2020, living the dream. We have made it to December. <laughs> we made it to yeah. December. This is like the end. It like I, it still feels like March, though. It feels like the whole year has just been one big March. Was it you that said that they you had somebody that went back to their office and it was uh they still had their their March um was it their their March calendar still up? Yeah, so my friend went back to his office for the literally for the first time since March right a week ago, and he had his March calendar just up, and he was like, well, this is weird, and he walked up to it, and he took a picture of it, and it was like a dog, like, taking a shit, and it was like, yeah, that's pretty indicative of uh, what what was happening for the rest of the year, truly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, we're going to do what I usually don't do, and we're going to plug the podcast. Um, you can shoot us follow on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. I have an iPhone now, so I guess I should be listening it on that. Um, or should be listening on Spotify because it actually tracks what I listen to every year. Um, yeah, you leave us a review on on anywhere you can leave us a review on. It actually helps us out in the rankings. So if you have any iTunes, iPod, anything like that, yeah, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hopefully not concerns. If they're concerns, they're going to go to my spam folder and I'm just not going to listen to it. Sorry. Just it's, it's been a long year. Not allowed to have concerns about this podcast. It's about beers and running. Yeah. Like, if it's concerns that we need to be drinking more beer, then that's a valid concern. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but do you have, you have to that? Maybe we should also add the concern that we could do like Fox Ryan reviews on the Beers and Miles podcast. Or we could do oh, Barley. That could be fun. Boxed barley wine. And then we'll do like <laughs> there's actually boxed lambic. I, I played slap the bag with that. That was a lot of fun. Perhaps we should do a review of it on the podcast. And do a, like a post post uh, podcast after that of just being lit. Yes, it'll be uh, for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Coming soon to a Patreon near you. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I think I have to actually like do this like once a week and really plug it as much as I should to be able to do that. But yeah, send a message out to uh, beersandmiles at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, um, 
Or if you just want to talk. I mean, I'm always here. I'm just here in my basement. Maybe I'm sitting alone here. Maybe it's, and this isn't a cry for help. It isn't. It absolutely isn't. Um, but anyways, anyways, yeah. Uh, start plugging this out. If you have a share on your story, we'd appreciate it. Everything like that. We'd love new listeners. They love hearing people ramble me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not cutting that. Absolutely not cutting that. So we haven't done this in a while because, like, well, we got, like, two months into it, and then, like, COVID happened. But sports, sports. We got sports. And sports have been exciting. We've had sports, but sports were even more exciting for the people of Ohio. Why, people of Ohio? Why have sports been exciting? We went nine and three for the Cleveland Browns, and this is the first winning season since 1994. So that's pretty awesome. And then Ohio State demolished Michigan State, which we kind of all expected, but it was good to see anyway because a lot of the OL was out um, with COVID. And then the Columbus Crew um, became the Eastern Division champions. Um, and they're going to the championship. So yay, yay, Ohio. <laughs> Can I, uh, as uh, one of our favorite Twitters on Twitter, is the North Korean um, Browns backers bar says, can I get a wolf check? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm personally... One of my favorite things, like the biggest highlights of this year, one of the best things about this year has been going on the North Korean Browns backer account and like seeing the nicknames that they have for the Browns players and they also um so there is chubb man who's nick chubb who's like the best running back that we have and then they call um jarvis landry juice man because he goes by juice and you know they've kind of shortened that uh oh my god they just temporarily restricted the north korean browns backers this is not okay wait twitter did anyway. oh no yeah I like went to the profile and it's temporarily restricted. Sendejo so probably probably flagged the account. Oh my god. It was absolutely Sendejo's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Probably fumbled it. Sun Sunday was a little bit of a blur for me, so I'm not really sure if you guys were part of my oh yeah, you guys you guys are definitely part of my my emotional ranting session of Sunday morning. I got my oh, yeah, heart. There, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I got my heart ripped apart by watching sports this weekend, and mostly with Formula One. And we haven't talked about Formula One in a long time. Formula One's going batshit crazy, and it's amazing. And I can't wait for the Netflix series for this year because they're going to need at least like twenty-three episodes at the very least. Somebody almost died last week in a car accident. He's out for the rest of the season. Roman Grosjean survives a fiery crash with only Magner Burns, and he is out for the season. He's done with his Formula 1 career. So they have a newbie who's never really driven, and he's in there. And then Lewis Hamilton, the world champion, gets COVID. He's out. And they put in one of the one of the young drivers from Williams, and he goes into the ball and win the whole thing. And then they botch a pit stop. This young kid had a chance to win his first, his first race, and... You know, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm upset. Honestly, that was a really depressing moment for me, too, because I know nothing about Formula One, like, at all. But just hearing that this guy got pulled for an unnecessary pit stop, 
I, I wanted him to come back, man. So he got told like a couple days ago that he'd be driving for the top team. It's been unstoppable this year. Goes in and he just starts running train. It's fantastic. I'm like, holy crap, this kid. He wasn't fitted, so he's like too tall for this seat. He had to wear a size like he had to wear size 10 shoes instead of size 11 because he didn't have shoes for him. So he's like crammed into the seat and somehow is racing the race of his life. He is ready to win this whole thing. And Mercedes never fucks up except for this time. And you know what's crazy? The kid that took his seat, the kid who was driving his car at the old team crashed and it's what caused the pit stop and what caused him to lose. All the while, a Mexican guy who doesn't have a seat next year wins his first race of all time. Like, amazing. He saved the team. The team said, no, we have some money coming in. We're not going to give you your seat. He has no seat for next year, and he wins a race. The longest drought. He ran. He drove 190 races, never won a race until yesterday. So it was emotional. It was a long day. And, yeah, if you haven't seen Formula 1, this season would have been the perfect time to do it. But, yeah. So we're done with sports. We're done with sports for right now. I mean, hungover from sports. Hungover from only sports. It wasn't the beer that I drank. Just, just want to go there. Um, but yes. <laughs> never the beer's fault, Chris. Never it the beer's fault. Never is. Never. It wasn't the uh, Bourbon never County number four that I drank. It wasn't the 14% stout that I drank the entire time and drank faster as the, the race started going awry. It wasn't that at all. No. What I've noticed, though, is, like, during quarantine, not being with your friends doesn't help you not drink. Like, I just texted Chris, and I knew he was drinking, so I was like, well, I'm going to start drinking. And it's just this, like, downward spiral of then I have, like, six glasses of wine on a Sunday, and what the hell? And it doesn't <laughs> help that... I was was drinking. <laughs> and it doesn't help that for some reason or another, the Browns game wasn't showing on regular TV for you guys. I thought you guys no. were going to lose it. Keen ordered oh, pizza. I ordered pizza, I was ready to go, and then I was like, maybe I'll have a beer, and then we couldn't even start watching it until like, I don't know, 40 minutes in, because we were trying to do all this research to figure out how we could watch it. Just a nightmare, a nightmare, but we got it, we got it up, So in the time, like the best part. So in the time that we've been gone, we've had a turkey break, so we had, I mean, I had a pretty long, long break, you guys as well, so let's get some running updates, how's running been? Keen, how has running been for you? Um, so Thanksgiving week was the first week I was back running after my 50K. I took 14 days off after I finished. That's just typically what I do and um, just kind of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I took 14 days off um, and started running again on Sunday. Just did easy miles like the first couple days. And then Thursday we decided to um, – see how I would do in a turkey trot, just kind of racing it. So put on the next percents that Nicole got me, went out, balls to the wall, and I positive split. <laughs> um, it was, I did like 650 and then like 710, 714 or something like that. Um, and we were on like a really hard course. Um, I mean, not really hard, but it was basically constantly an uphill the whole time, like a gradual uphill. Um and so that and into the wind, so that kind of that kind of screwed us over. We were all kind of excited to do well, and I think every single one of us positive split that race. So um, at least I wasn't the only one, I guess. Um, 
And then after that, I just did some easy weekend miles. And Monday, I just had horrible back pain. Um, I think I overdid it with like yard work and like getting Christmas decorations out. And um, because it never really hurt while I was running and more so hurt like throughout the day. Uh, But Monday, the pain was unbearable. So I took Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, was like pounding Advil. Um, And then finally went to see my chiropractor on Friday. And I feel like a whole new person now. Like it feels crazy to me that I was in so much pain last week because now I don't feel anything. So um, I'm going to go see her again on a week from today, just as like a check-in and make sure everything is good. Um, But we did the ART therapy. She kind of um, readjusted my back and like my hips and things. So feeling good, really excited to go into this week um, and start running again and hopefully not have to take some days off um, due to any pain. So feeling great. Cool. And I've heard a lot of good things about um, who you saw. I think Josh actually went to her and got like, I don't know if it's active release therapy for his like Achilles, but like, I think it was Christina Murphy was the one that get, like, you went to, right? Yeah, she won the Columbus Marathon, was it 2018 or 2019? Yeah. I can't remember. She's a badass. Olympic trials qualifier. Really, I have never, I don't, I have never met her, but I've heard a lot of my friends go to her for, for, uh, healing stuff that's all yeah. i can call it <laughs> it's like yeah, super nice to go to somebody who actually runs it feels like they kind of get it more you know yeah yeah and like she also because i was like super um when i first started going to her i had a really bad foot pain and she was really open to me like testing out running like didn't say like you need to stop running for three months she's like you're not going to know how you feel unless you like get out there and like actually start running on it and she would, you know, like guide me in that pro- the recovery process of running, be like run a mile, see how you feel, report back, like all this stuff. Um, so she was never one to like cut you off of running completely unless something was horribly wrong. And I felt like she knew how to guide people to get back into running too. So that was different than really like any other kind of doctor I'd gone to see before. Um, and she also does dry needling, which is amazing if you haven't done it. Um, I think they just started doing cupping. Um, which I've never done before, but I saw like the stuff in there for it. But um, you just kind of have to find like some sort of recovery or like maintenance thing that works for you and like stick to it. Like for me, active release has like changed my life and I will swear by it forever. (laughs) And we've been very, we're very lucky here in Columbus with just the people that we are connected to that are actually pretty decent runners or very avid runners. Like Joe Simcoe is a big runner. Um, his daughter's a very good runner as well. But she's not associated with, but that he's like been around the entire thing for such a long time. And um, and then Chris at Fit for Life is running college. So like having people like that, like it's always. I think I remember in high school, there was always a scary thing of going to the doctor was the scariest thing as a runner because the first thing they were going to tell you is like stop running, stop running. Whereas like here in Columbus, we're very lucky to have people that are understand the sport and understand that I guess our mentality of it as well as like understanding how to be able to do rehab the right way instead of just saying stop running because honestly just stopping running is not enough like you can be injured stop running for like a month and you never really cured the issue that you had in the first place so you're just gonna get in you just gonna have the issues again yeah I actually have had been out for some foot pain um 
oh, like a few weeks prior to Thanksgiving, I started to kind of feel it. Um, and, and usually that's like a telltale sign that my calf has a huge knot in it. Um, so I've been getting like dry needled and ART. I actually know how to do ART. So I was doing it a little bit on myself, but it's not anything like when someone else does it for you. So um, I stopped doing workouts and um, really my first workout back was doing a uh, four miler <laughs> on Thanksgiving and it was very stupid. Um, I started out probably slower than I could have, but I didn't want to hurt myself and I opened with like a 627 and I ended with like a 513. So <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, I couldn't walk for two days after that. So I don't recommend taking like almost three weeks off of workouts and then plunging into a four miler. It's very dumb. Very, very much don't recommend that. Wait, um, wait, qu question. Is that, is that a mile PR? Uh, no, it's very close to one though. Well, it's like 513. I don't know if like, holy crap. <laughs> Oh yeah, it hurt really bad. I was crawling. I couldn't get out of bed the next day. I don't, I don't recommend you know going all out. And I really wanted to make up for lost time, um, which was stupid because I really wanted to break twenty four. I was like the day before. I was like, I'll be okay as long as I don't go over twenty five. And then it was, it became twenty four, and it was really stupid. But yeah, now I'm finally back um, to actually doing structured workouts. Um, I had like a two minute on, one minute off workout a couple of days ago, um, and it felt really good. And I think my calf is pretty much over itself. But yeah, that was a a stupid recovery process. And um, what'd your coach yeah, say about what'd your coach say about that? She actually the morning of, I was like, I'm so nervous about this. Like, this is gonna hurt. She was like, I don't really want you under your threshold pace, which like threshold pace for me right now is like, you know, 625, 630. So I was like, okay, yeah. And I, I opened just fine. And then, you know, I finished it. And she was just like, I am over you. Like, you need, you need to stop being an idiot. Um, yeah, she wasn't very supportive of my decision to drop the hammer from second mile onward. But you know, it is what it is. It was a four-mile PR, so <laughs> yeah. But now I'm now I'm actually back, and my my Achilles and my calf are not being pricks anymore, so we're good. Nice. And yeah. running's been well consistent for once, which is really nice. Uh, I ran an awful, awful 5K, same 5K that Keen did. That course is hard. Um, and I'm very, very, <coughs> I'm very hesitant when it comes to the, so I wore the, the next percents again. Um, I have like this kind of just hesitancy when I run and fasten them on, on ground. I had a race that I did last year uh, that I actually, my feet almost slipped out from under me. Uh, because of like the lack of traction on the shoe so like I've always had that kind of like when I'm going around curves I'm like really really nervous so yeah I don't understand it I like I'm really nervous of running with that shoe when it's like wet or when the ground's not dry or in general like so it was a 800 meter loop and it was scary and so like I ran 16 16 and uh 
Yeah, it wasn't pretty. I, I think everybody in that race positive split. And we I mean it was just a fun run. It wasn't a race, so but we also had beer afterward and fireball shots because uh Kerinsky loves having some fireball shots and who am I to say no to that? Um and yeah, uh I was like pretty a little bit down on myself after that. I was like, I was hoping to run the fifteens again and I haven't done run the fifteens for a while. So uh, but then I had a good workout that weekend, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I took a down week this week and lost my key on my run on Friday, so I skipped running on Saturday because I couldn't get into my house. But uh, we're back. We're back running, and we're healthy, and I think I kind of needed an extra day off anyways to just kind of shake things off. Um, but yeah, I've uh, spent my entire break just watching uh, – ultra running documentaries and uh i think i might want to do it so uh, so what's your first ultra gonna be are you gonna go 50k uh probably i don't know um like that that uh mad city one where you can qualify for the u.s team was one that i was thinking about last year or this year fuck man it's already it's already the end of the year um same year yeah i was thinking about that or i was thinking about like a trail 50k or a or a 50 miler um i want to i want to qualify for western states uh my friend took eighth and i really want to just get there and uh i don't want to work on being in a lottery i want to actually just like run one and try to win one that'd be cool yeah the lottery sucks so what do you have to do to qualify for it i don't know i'll be honest i don't know I don't really, I didn't, I haven't looked into it too much. I've just watched about six or seven hours of like ultra marathoning different things. Transamericana was incredible. Uh, I watched that one. Uh, he, after, I think that was after the 2016 election. Um, the guy said like, he's like, I realized that I don't really know my country. So what he did was he started running from South Carolina to California, from South Carolina to San Francisco. And he just was like, ran through on his own and met people along the way and it's it's a really beautiful film like beautiful film that i really enjoyed um that and, and a bunch of like western state stuff some barclay stuff and i'm like i think kind of half of it is kind of wanting to see like what is the limit of the the human spirit when it comes to running because like you run a 5k hard you can run a marathon hard but like i don't know i always wanted to see like how much can I take? And I think that distance might be the place where that combination of like physical and mental exhaustion kind of hit that, that middle, middle ground. Yeah. That's interesting. It also helps that my coach is a big trail runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can help you through that. Yeah. So we just opened up another beer. This is Utart. It's a 2012 vintage. I think it might be the first time they... No, it's not the first time. They made it in 08. But uh, yeah, this is really, really old beer. Like old, old beer. Uh, so yeah, it's a Flanders Red uh, H&O Barrels. Or it's a Flemish style red ale. H&O Barrels was actually one of the first beers that got me really, really into sours. So always really cool to go and revisit stuff. I have a bunch of cool beer that I have here that I can't wait to open up with Keenan Nicole. Um, yeah, we got stouts and different things like that. So I can't wait to do that. But 
We have now hit the cold weather. The weather is cold. I am wearing my tracksmith. It's a lot warmer than it should be, but it's... Oh. Guys, it's cold. Uh, yeah. I actually saw that it's below average temperatures right now. So it's actually colder than it should be. That makes the sense. I don't like that. It should be warmer. <laughs> first I think we usually have weather in the 40s right now. We're like in the 30s. First things first, are you guys cold or warmer weather people? Like we're talking about cold. extremes. Extremes cold. Like extreme cold or extreme heat. Would you rather ask? Extreme cold. Heat. Heat for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. I I don't know. Um, so I guess our big topic for today is going to be on. We have the holiday coming up. We have cold weather coming up. Let's talk about tips. Let's talk about what we do in our current training. I mean, I, this is the first time that we're training. Keen, me and you are training through this like winter's time, but what do you guys typically do during the winter months? What is the threshold for running inside? I, you guys have access to treadmills. I really don't. So I just go run outside whenever I can. Uh, so what is your threshold for running? And uh, yeah. I don't have a threshold for running outside. I ran in like negative 40 real feel in Cleveland during the polar vortex. So um, I think I'm ready for anything. Uh, it's just like, I just wear like multiple pants and really warm jackets and um, just kind of hunker down because I don't have a treadmill. Obviously, I'm not going to go to a gym during a pandemic. Um, so it's either you're toughing it out or you're not running. <laughs> um, sometimes I do move like workouts around if it's going to be like we have a huge cold front coming through. Like I'll try to like get something done earlier just because like when it's super cold, you don't want to be like running fast intervals. Um, but yeah, I, I'll run outside all, all winter. I don't think I've run on a treadmill since like 2017. Yeah. I am very, very fortunately blessed with an extremely severe seasonal depression. Like I cannot even go outside or get out of bed when it's less than 20 degrees. So like a lot of the time, if it's like single digits, I literally can't get out of bed to run on the treadmill or outside because I'm just so freaking sad. But if I can force myself out of bed, I will go on the treadmill. And I do, I am lucky enough to have a treadmill in my home gym. So I'll just go there and put something on the TV of like a beautiful beach and a tropical vacation and just pretend that I'm there. <laughs> but yeah, I like, if there's ice at all on the ground, any ice, like if there's like, I would say the ice is covered, you know, more than 20, 30% of the ground. I won't run outside because I am also really prone to falling. Like I, my body just like gravitates towards ice. I think like it just has like a little radar that's like, Hey, there's ice over there. You should probably go fall on it. And I'm like, I did <laughs> season that way. So I, yeah, ice is a no go for me. Um, I can't even use like yak tracks or anything. I still fall. I'm just so prone to falling and, you know, being like a little bit injury prone in, yeah. in general and then like also adding ice into the mix is just a big nope so that'll put well, me that should not be used on ice <laughs> I, I don't know, think like, ice no. 
I mean, you could use them on concrete. That's what I do. Or just take your racing spikes out. You know, you know, you have a pair of old Zoom victories, and you need to go run a mile out in the concrete. It gets icy. Yeah, use those. It's perfect. Oh my god. Here's a disclaimer. Uh, everything that I said in the last like about thirty seconds, don't take that. Uh, just it's the beer. It's not me. Metal and ice <laughs> do not mix, folks. <laughs> beer, not the miles. Drink the beer. Drink the beer, not the miles. See, I <laughs> last year was easier. Uh, last year I had was working. There was one good thing about working at work was they have a treadmill at work. Here I don't, and also I'm not gonna be driving an hour to go to work so I can just run on a treadmill uh, because I'm not taking two hours out of my day. Fuck that. Um, so. Yeah, I think at this point, just running. Right? Thankfully, we're not up in northwest Ohio, northwest Ohio like I was before, or like Cleveland, where you have like cold, like real cold. Um, so here, I mean, just kind of, that's the hard thing, I think, from coaching standpoint. Like, I'm thinking about it. I've been really thinking about it a lot. Is like implementing workouts for everybody to make sure you guys are safe. Because like... I know from like, I think it was on the pod where I just fell on my ass and like my back was like busted up for like a couple, couple days. Like, I don't want that to happen to you guys. So I got to figure out how we can actually implement safe workouts when like, realistically, it's not safe sometimes out here. Um, also, if I Chris, I can be the like meteorologist for like team Chris and like give you updates on what's going on for the week in the weather world. And then you can like change the schedules around. I'll be like, Chris, there's an ice storm coming when, or, you know, Wednesday morning, we should do our workouts Tuesday. Like we'll figure that out. But I feel like that she'll, like, she'll recommend the workout day and also the shirt. And there you go, Sam. That's the answer to your question. Shirt. Next. So, yeah. <laughs> I, God damn fucking Sam. <laughs> it's gonna be like a full like F1 kind of thing. It's like, okay, look at the meteorology or weather. I don't, I don't really know what to say at this point. And uh, let's pick the right tire for that. Speaking of tires, uh, we are not wearing any. I don't think I'm going to be wearing any um, any carbon fiber shoes for the next couple months at this point. Like, if we get snow oh again, God. like, I'm not wearing. I'm not, like, even, like, no, maybe. I mean, maybe the Hyperion might have some grip on that. But, like, I'm not. Well, I don't use the Vaporfly because they fuck up my Achilles. I only use them sparingly. But, like. A lot of these, the Hoka ones, they don't have any traction. And like, can I get a, can I get a really nice trait? Like, can I get a really nice workout shoe that has traction, please, for us Midwest oh, people? Yeah. The, the new balance. Yeah, that's, the traction like adds the weight though. That's why they try to do minimal. And even on the new balance, it's like little dots. It's not like full tread. Yeah, it looks like the the style that they had for like Japanese shoes, where it's kind of like a carpet bottom and it has like the rubber, like little dots. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel a lot safer in those, but like I ran Tokyo in 2019 in 4% and like there was no traction and it was like 30 degrees and freezing rain and there was like ice patches on the road and like I fell like four times. Yeah. In that race. And yeah, it's just not worth it. Like, I, especially when you don't really need to be wearing them. It just doesn't feel worth it. Yeah, I wore four percent for like a five K and like 
we came around a turn and it had very light dust slush dirt and like my left leg went like slipped out from under me and i almost went down and i was like this is stupid like we shouldn't get i wonder you know how they have like hospital bracelets that say fall wrist <laughs> like maybe we should get those for like races <laughs> I, i've never had this this fear of like taking turns until like well maybe just because i never was a road racer like i've always been like a trail like cross-country guy and track are you still scarred from my fall back in 2019 what i said are you still scarred from my skull my fall back in 2019 chris <laughs> what i didn't know you fell you, oh you didn't no yeah you this is we're going to hoof we showed up to hoof hearted and she was like bleeding it was well it was like not immediately after the fall but like and I was I remember, like, oh no! Yeah, she was like not running, and then like she was like, "I think I'm gonna run at hook, but we can't go on under ten minutes because I'm not sure if I'm gonna bleed everywhere." <laughs> yeah, I, was, I could like my leg was like pulsing. Oh my god! <laughs> it looked it like, like my wild. entire my entire side of my calf was just road rash. Funny story. Picture. Funny story, or not so funny story. Like I've actually, I think I permanently have a a bruise slash uh, scar right under my knee uh, from Huff. I was late for a run club to do the announcements and I'm running up in that middle little like section where you like right at the entryway, I smashed my knee against it and it busted, like it deeply busted. I thought I broke my shin. Like I hit it that hard. And so like now I have like a permanent, like if I even like put what, any like pressure on it, it like hurts. So like, yeah, yeah, it's been that great. That's great. like really hurt us. I mean that like Kate, Kate didn't get hurt at hoof, but you know that once there was that one time that we were running. It was um like I was running with Ray Pancakes, and he just like wiped out like behind me, and then I'm like he was next to me at one point, and then like he just wasn't, and I was like. I turned around and he's like on the ground because it was like pouring down rain. I was like, dang, it sounds like Hope is just brutal. Did you leave him? At least the beer is good. No, I did not leave him. I, picked, I, I helped him up. That's not part of like what I tell everybody at the beginning of the, the run. I say, welcome to Hoofar Running Club. My name's Chris. I am going to be your journeyman through this 3.1 mile of incredibleness. If anybody falls, you leave them. They're not. <laughs> they didn't make it through. We'll talk about them later, hopefully in a better light. But uh, yeah, we uh, no survivors, no stragglers. No stragglers. I tell that to every single person that joins Who Far Running Club. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely kidding. Um, so, quick tip: What would you give to a tip to uh, somebody that actually runs in real weather, or not? Uh, and that's me saying as a California boy, if you're a Midwest person or somebody that experiences actually like inclement weather like we do, what would be your tip for somebody that experiences like winter running? Don't overdress. Because <laughs> that's almost even worse. Like if you overdress and you're just like drenched in sweat and then you're like wet cold. Um, so it's hard obviously it takes time to learn but like 
your body's going to heat up to like 20 degrees warmer than what it actually is outside. Like that's a known kind of thing. So like try not to be overly like crazy about dressing for the weather. Like kind of try to, if you think you should wear like a long sleeve and a sweatshirt, like maybe try like the sweatshirt for a mile and then like shed it or something like that. But like, if you start sweating like profusely and getting really, really hot, like you're, you're in for a, a rough ride. Um, just be aware of what you're wearing. Yeah, I would agree on that. Like, if you really take into account your effort level of your run before you do your layering, you're going to sweat more, or you're going to like your body's going to produce more heat if you're running harder. If it's an easier run, you probably can get away with having a lot of layers because you're not going to be sweating a lot. Yeah, and always like like my rule of thumb is like always gloves and a hat, and then that can keep you pretty warm and you can kind of dress down the rest of the way. Keen, is there a particular pair of clothing accessory that you swear by for this winter season? For like cold, cold runs? Yeah. Yeah, the Lululemon fleece line pants are amazing. Um, but even then when it's like really cold, I usually put like a pair of um, like Nike spandex underneath because it, I feel like my butt gets so cold. I don't know why. Um, so that kind of adds like an extra layer for me. And then just any kind of warm jacket that also has like a windshield. I have a couple. Um, I have one from like Pearl Izumi um, that's super warm on the inside, like fleece lined again. And then it's waterproof on the outside and uh, wind resistant. Something like that will save your life. Um, and then a wool like long sleeve um, to keep you warm, but those are like the really, really cold days. I really try to get away with like long sleeve and either vest or, um, light jacket as much as I can. And even just layering on like a short sleeve under your long sleeve can help like keep your core warm. Um, and then if you get hot, like I do that a lot on long runs, cause if I get hot, I can just take the long sleeve off and I'm in a short sleeve. Um, so that's kind of my go-to. I also really love the Lululemon fleece tights. I have to agree there. They're amazing. Check them out. But I think, like, tip-wise, I would say, like, I have struggled with this, but, like, you also need to stay hydrated, and even when it's really cold, if you have, like, an absurdly long runs, like, if you're going out for a 20-miler and don't bring water, like, you might feel fine, but it catches up to you. So stay hydrated, guys. Make sure you're hydrating. It's, like, really hard, too, because they shut all the fountains off when it's really cold. Obviously, you don't want to, like, burst pipes because it's freezing, but, like, I usually run a route, like, a five-mile route around my house to get water when I need it because I hate carrying it in the cold, but you still need to stay hydrated. Yeah. And any other particular article of clothing that you would wear? that you really would recommend to people? I I know it's really expensive, but the Brighton base layers from Tracksmith are like my go-to in the cold um, because they're kind of that perfect amount. It's like made with merino wool, so you're, you're still really warm when you're wearing it. Um, and it, But it's like nice and ventilated too, so you don't get way too hot. And I'll also say like the breath thermo jacket from Mizuno is like a godsend like I wore it in a third on a 30 degree day and I got really hot like really quick um 
and I don't usually get hot on 30 degree days and I got really warm because it takes your sweat and it like activates more of the heat um, protection so it's just a really super awesome piece to have they have a whole line like they have base layers they have tights but that jacket it's just 15 out of 10. I would say my advice for it <clears throat> would be warm up longer than you expect to. Um, it's cold. Like, take your time on your warm up if you're doing anything fast. Um, make sure. I always. I mean, I'm gonna say like, take it precaution. Like, really, it's just as good as with like hydration and nutrition for marathoning. Like, do the same thing for cold running if you've never been to the midwest or you've never been to like northeast or any places that actually have like cold weather um do more than do less but do it easy and test it out on like easy runs how much layering feels well for you i mean even the last couple years my body's completely changed like i think it's renouts or something like that like my like when i moved here my hands were fine like even at 20 degrees i can only i could wear one pair of gloves I can't do that anymore. Even at 50, like 40 or 50 degrees, like I have to put an, another mitten on because my hands will freeze. Like it's kind of a weird thing for me. Like I've never experienced that until like last year, but yeah, uh, figure that out because you don't want to be having your hands freeze and your body having issues during that. Um, things that I enjoy wearing right now, um, Breathe Thermo. I have a headband that I bought last year. It is a godsend. It is light and it keeps my ears warm. And then I sweat, it makes it warmer. It's amazing. I love the stuff. Like I don't have anything else from them and I'm planning on getting more. It's really great stuff. Otherwise, um, the Tracksmith Merlino wool, anything with Merlino wool is fantastic. I have my Henley top right now. I just bought a turtleneck and I wore that on a 29 degree day yesterday on my long run it's fantastic and it doesn't actually like track the is it smells for a bit so like it's kind of cool it's like yeah big fan of that big 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 fan of that so just as we're, we're getting in the cold weather we are also getting to the end of the year end of the year recaps are coming live on everything we are going to be doing an end of the year recap with different things on the next week or the week after this episode before the year ends of course but uh we got a really big surprise big surprise on our spotify apps we have our 2020 recap and i freaked out I was super, super happy to see my 2020 recap. I don't know about you guys. Keen just found out about her 2020 recap today. <laughs> yeah, I won't be sharing mine. I'm just kidding. I won't. There's nobody to make fun of me or unfollow me because of my Spotify. Is it just like five songs for Lil Nas X? From who? Wait, what? It's like, like Old Town Road, like covers the entire five of them. Every no, it's, one. it's a remix, each, each remix of Old Town Road. <laughs> it's top five. I just like really like what this summer I got like really really into 
like some songs that just like I could groove with while I ran intervals and like I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but did I crush all my workouts? King, did I crush all my workouts, Chris? <laughs> King, you're talking to somebody who has uh, who has low mamas um the American poet Lil Mama's uh lip gloss on his on his running playlist as well as uh <laughs> conga by uh Gloria Stefan on his running playlist. You're talking to this person here that has that on their running playlist, on their workout playlist. And if you don't have those two songs, honestly if you have if, if your runner likes running with music, I'm telling you, Gloria Stefan you're coming into your last mile of your workout, and that mambo beat hits. It hits hard. It does. <laughs> it hits different on the last rep, I right hear. Oh, it does. So we'll finish off with you, Keen. We're going to start with Nicole. Nicole, what is your top five, four? Um, and what is the most surprising one for you? I mean, what is one I, that uh, – I'll ask three questions. Your top five. What is your most surprising song that was in your top five? And then what was one song that you expected to be in your top five? So my number one song was Bambi, Hippocampus. So good. Um, my second song was And It's Still All Right by Nathaniel Ratliff. Um, Scarlet Paintings, Milky Chance was my third one. Uh, Might Be Right by White Reaper was my fourth. And Calamity Song by The Decemberists was number five. Um, I was most surprised by Calamity Song, but, you know, when the pandemic first started, that's, like, a really, like, you know, dystopian song, so it was like, yeah, it feels like we're living through this, so, you know, I was a little bit surprised that that made it so high into my top, um, songs, but, you know, given the circumstances, I also got really, really, really into the Decemberists again back in, like, April, so, um, it's not really su super surprising to me that one of their songs ended up in my top five, but just that one, you know? Um, and also I expected Bambi to be in my top five, but they give you statistics at like the end of your, you know, they tell you your top five. They're like, this is a song that got you through it all. And it told me that I listened to Bambi for 314 hours. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? It makes sense. Cause it's on a lot of my like, you know, tempo run and like just, kind of easy run playlist like if I feel like listening to music but I'm like how does somebody listen to the same song for 300 fucking hours I mean it's 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 tough to say like because I, I love that song and I'm surprised that it wasn't in like my it's in my top 20 I think um but the, the beat on that is fantastic it's just so it's like kind of goofy and then I realized like what the song is about, and I'm like, oh, it's really sad. It's like, yeah. shit. I love those songs that are just like they sound so upbeat and happy, but then they're like really fucking depressing. Like, um, God, what is that? I want to get better. That song. It's like you listen to the song and you're like, yeah, like I love the song. It's so good. And then you actually listen to the song and it's like, oh, this is like really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I have, let's see, my top five is and my top five is jumble gem by owl mask off by future the kendrick lamar version of it uh mr eastman by joy wave babysitter featuring offset by the baby uh and you cannot cast out the demons by get well soon 
the one that I was most surprised that was on that list was uh, you cannot cast out the cast out the demons. I figured it'd be in my top ten, top twenty. I didn't expect it to be that far up. Um, song that I expected to be in it was the t- the F one theme song. Um, I it, it was top ten. It was top ten. I also expected to see uh, and actually it was six, seven, eight, nine, number nine. Um, also expected to see some um, Death Cab because I I've been listening to Plans a lot. Uh, Jumble Gem, I listened to it 90 times, so 360 plus hours of Jumble Gem. I I found this song on January. And the cool thing is, Spotify will tell you when is the first time you actually listen to that song. I listened to that song the first time on January 29th. It was because my friend did, a guy that I follow on Instagram did a recap of the top 90 albums he listened to in 2019. And I started listening to all of his top 10 albums, and I found this song. It's now one of my favorite songs of all time. I remember you discovering that song because we did a podcast that night, and I walked into your house, and you made us us food. And you were listening to that song, and you were like, this is so good. So you give me me a violin breakdown, I'm going to... I might cry. It's, it's it's now like it's the perfect song for, yeah. I, and I'll go in kind of a sidebar on this one after this. But Keen, 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 your top five. Are you gonna give us your top five? I am. I'm not proud of them. Like, well, like a couple of them, I just don't even know why they're in my top five. But um. I also just want to start with saying that this is the first year that Miley didn't make the top five since I've had Spotify. That is and so sad. Actually, what? That is so sad. I know. And like, I'm, I was trying to scroll and find her first song and it was number 40. So that's like super disappointing. Party in the USA? Not top five? No. And it was, it was like one of her newer songs, Midnight Sky. And then there's just like nothing. I can't find anything else. We can't um, put our hands up anymore because she's not playing our song, apparently. No, and I need to, like, I guess that really just shows me I need to get back into Miley in 2021. Um, maybe to turn this year around, like, you know, I needed more Miley. Have we, we got Gaga at least? No, no Gaga. I'm not really, like, into Gaga, to be quite honest. Uh, but my number one song was the man by taylor swift and the reason was because i would like literally replay that song when i was on tempo runs and like i started getting into that song because one of the runners i followed from the olympic trials that i just thought was cool she like posted this photo of her crossing the finish line and was like uh it said like cue the man by taylor swift when she like won and so i was like it just like got me into that song. And so then now I would always like channel that and like run really fast when I listen to that song. Um, number two was Mama Said Knock You Out. Definitely not a surprise. I freaking love that song. I listen to it every day. <laughs> Is that cool, Jay? Um, what? Is that cool, Jay? Hello, cool, Jay? Uh, yeah. Hello, nice. Jay, yeah. <laughs> it's a throwback. Well done. Um, you Do You by Dylan Francis. Um, Savage remix but with Beyonce and then of course Savage. <laughs> Savage 
Savage Remix and then Savage. <laughs> I would play those like back to back during workouts, and so it's just not a surprise at all. I, I think I have a video of you dancing to that song in front of my house. Oh, yeah. You're telling me that you were embarrassed by that? That's you have no, you have a throwback on this. That's Taylor's great. Just a man, like I'm a little embarrassed about, but I love Taylor Swift's like. If it makes you feel better, The Man was on my, like, 2019 list. Not Twitter Swift, but The Killer's The Man was on my list. Oh, The Man by Aloe Black was on my 2018 list. So, yeah, three years of The Man. Funny story, I would listen to that every time I went to the airport. Like, I'd be in a suit, and it's like, you could tell everybody. It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, I had the big... at that point, I still had the big headphones on too, so I'd be me in a suit, just like walking around, like. This, this is, is your great. NFL entrance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, making my feel myself feel more important than I actually am. Hi, I'm meeting you at a uh, airport terminal. We're having uh, we're having beers together. Yeah, you're a CEO. No, I'm not a manager in training. No, I'm not. But uh, <laughs> let's exchange contact information, man. Maybe you can get me a job. <laughs> So the girl who posted it, her name is Caitlin Keen. That's why I followed her because I thought she was cool. Because like we have almost the same name, and the caption was Alexa, play the man by Taylor Swift. (laughs) I was like, that's just gold. That is so good. That's fantastic. So, uh, real quick, real quick, we all have uh, we had this conversation months ago, but like, what do you look for in a and a go-to song on your running playlist. Definitely the beat. Well, it depends on what the run is, because I have, like, a lot of really slow, stupid hipster songs or, like, Christmas music or, like, if I actually do, like, a speed workout, I, I listen to the beat. Like, I, I like it when I can be, like, on a tempo, and I can just, like, hit my feet to the beat. Or, like, you know, a, a song that makes me, like, kind of, like, angry in a good way. Like, Missy Elliott's Lose Control. <laughs> like, that. It, like it's not, like, an anger-inducing song, but it's like, all right, I'm hype. Like, let's go. Yeah, you hit the hit the ground running, and it's like, you got a cue face, jumpy waist, big legs in shape. <laughs> and I'm like, this describes me. <laughs> And then you just got Fat uh, Man Scoop in the background. You what? You got Fat Man Scoop in the background. You got Fat Man Scoop. Oh my god! <laughs> I actually would. I would be drunk as shit singing that in karaoke. Actually, like when I first moved here. Jude, I was karaoke. Ways. Oh, what? I, I was thinking that like as soon as like this is over, I'm taking a day off afterward, and I'm just gonna go karaoke wherever. <laughs> I actually, I, I know one of the, the big karaoke guys here in the area. and he, Super, super nice guy. Dave's like a sweetheart. So, like, I can't wait for him to be able to do this stuff again. And Yeah, I'm going karaoke first night. Keen. Um, I would say the beat's important. Um, I'll add on to, like, if a song has, like, really good lyrics that, like, inspire me or make me feel, like, fast or excited, um... That's also another indicator. Or if like the artist has a really good music video, um, I can like totally like, get into a song while I'm running. Like I can like picture the music video and like 
I just love it. Like Demi, there was one like Demi Lovato song where she was like on stage, like doing some sexual dance. And I was like really into that for a while while I was running. <laughs> I'll send you the link. There we go. Oh baby. <laughs> mine, mine is always going to be, um, it's all how a song's constructed. Like I'm all about, like, I realized this when we were talking about this like months ago was like, I don't really listen to, to words too often. Um, Maybe just like the viol, like when I was like in violin when I was younger, but uh, yeah, I I always like the composition. So I think big big fan of like it's the reason why F one theme song so big for me, or like even things like something that builds up to a crescendo. So like I'm kind of just like working up on a workout and just getting to that point. Whereas like easy runs, I've I actually have a it's parachutes and plans is my playlist. It's just parachutes from Coldplay and plans from Death Cab as like five AM easy run. Like that sounds like such a hipster title though. It's like parachutes and plans, and then it's literally just parachutes and plans. Yeah, it's it, it, it's the that's the music that I want to listen to when I'm like trying to have a ten mile easy run at five o'clock in the morning. Which like, but sorry, Zach actually met. Uh, Ben, is it Ben Hibbard? Is like, is it Ben Gibbard? Gim, yeah, Ben Gibbard. Sorry, Zach, I fucked up the name. Uh, like, in line to check in for a for a race. I hear that. I hear that he's super cool. Yeah. He he hi. said he got really really nerdy, and he's like, yeah, uh, hi. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Ben, cool, cool, man. Good luck tomorrow. It's like you've made one of the most influential albums for me of all time. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I love music and I love being able to discuss music. So we'll talk about music more often later on. But uh, we are going to be transitioning over to some questions. So we got questions. We got questions. We got questions for y'all. Let's go. So. I have a question for you, the podcasters, and also a question for you, the listeners. I don't, and sorry, Evan, but uh, just going to the listeners too, if they can get me the answer in time. Uh, Evan, Evan Haddon, hat on, not hat off, asked, How much money is in the change jar on my desk? If you can guess within a dollar, it is yours. So I'm asking you, you, and pointing at you, the mic, pointing at you, the you, the listener. How much change is on his desk? Seventeen seventy-six. America. <laughs> okay. America. Yeah. I'm gonna go with sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Forty. $2. The meaning of life. And yeah, $42. Just even. Um, yeah, if you guys have any answers for that, I'm going to try to get this podcast out by tomorrow so you guys actually can have some answers for that. And if you win, if you win within a dollar, Evan will give you the change on his desk. All of it. I don't know how much is in it, but there might be a lot. Uh, 
I imagine 69, 69. It's actually exactly 60. Wait. Yeah, it's actually yeah, exactly 69, 69. That'd be great. Um, Nick Alvarez asked me, when are you going to do an ultra marathon with me? Um, yeah, that's not happening over the next year. I'm going to say never. I'm going to answer never to that one because I don't know you. I'm sorry. Nick Alvarez? <laughs> I'm sure you're nice. I think, uh, is it, what is he now? Like, dumb beer runner now? He's. Yeah, uh, he asked me a question too. Yeah, he's uh, one of my best beer friends back from back home. He's awesome. He's like, I think we've drank a bunch of beer that he's sent over. So some of the homage beers, that's what he sent over. Okay, then I'll absolutely run an ultra with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, it'll be like 2022. I, he's the one that I coached to do 200 miles in a month and ran his 50K. He actually asked, is whiskey a good pre-workout? So I'm going to put a stipulation on this ultra. Um, we have to drink nothing but water, some noon, I guess, and some whiskey during this ultra. Like every aid station, we have to take a shot of whiskey, and then I will do an ultra marathon with you. I did. Well, he he's actually one of the craziest chuggers I've ever seen. He did a Bourbon County. Uh, he did a chug with one beer, and he put two holes in it, and put two Bourbon Counties in it, and chugged it all. Like he's the craziest chugger I've ever seen in my life. Insane. It's also one of the tougher people that I've ever been in my life, too. Um, with that being said, I've had whiskey before runs before as a bourbon chase. I ran the bourbon chase a couple of years ago, and I went to get – I got whiskey at Heaven Hill or, yeah, Heaven Hill, and then I ran my leg, like five-mile leg. So, also, when things are back, Keen, Nicole, can we do a Ragnar? Yes. I'm in. Heck yeah. Woo. I've done one Ragnar. It's fun. Yeah. We can actually, like, we can do a mixed team and actually win one. I like, can. Legitimately win one. We won one. We did it. We did four people, two boys, two girls. We won the Ohio one. Dang. It was, like, 120 miles, 30 miles each. You could put Brayden on it. What? We can put Brayden on it be great get Brayden, we get gunner we get gunner. speaking speaking of gunner uh, our resident gunner owner actually asked a question I, I, I we did not plan that that intro we did not plan the transition <laughs> uh he asked socks over or under tights this is important over over for sure over under oh it depends on the sock but i usually wear them over under well, I don't wear tube. I, I I didn't get tube until recently, so. I mean, it depends on the socks. Like, if you have some really nice, like, I just wear these ice cream socks when um, like Chris lost his key on his run, and we I went to go find it, and I ran there, and I ran the route, and I wore ice cream socks for good luck. And you have to wear those over tights because if you wear them under, then no one can see your ice cream, and we all scream for ice cream. <laughs> Debatable. Not in the winter, it's freaking too cold for ice cream. Say, ice cream sandwich? Like you, you're not gonna eat a choco taco during the season? You're telling me that? You are telling me. I'm telling me you that. I'm telling you that right now. Choco taco. Hot chocolate, muffins, cookies, warm right out of the oven. Please, if you are listening, Jenny from Jenny's Ice Cream, please send your hate mail to Keen for a Run on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any lines out her door now. Just saying. 
Just saying. So that actually transitioned over really quickly to another really quick question for everybody. Your favorite style of beer, wine, beer or wine, we can we can do both, and food pairing for this season. Go, Keen. Food, wine, food, wine, and beer pairing. Food or beer or wine, pick your choice. And wine. your December holiday food pairing. Uh, like charcuterie board, like cheese and meats. Blue cheese and like a salami, and I just put the blue cheese inside the salami, and I roll it, and then I eat it. What kind of wine? <laughs> what kind of wine are you looking? Um, like a cab. Any type of cab, really, in the winter. I would go Thirsty Dog, um, 12 Dogs of Christmas, with your th- typical Thanksgiving meal. Um, that's like, it's like a tradition for me, so I might be kind of biased, but I usually crack open the 12 Dogs and have like stuffing and sweet potatoes and cranberry, because the holiday spices just go so well with all that food. I'm just going to go with Sean's Mead, Black Agnes at the end of the night as like your dessert. That's going to be my my go-to. Have you guys had Black Agnes? Have I shared that with you guys? I don't think so. I haven't had it. Fuck. All right. We, we'll get off golf camera. We'll do – they're actually, they're selling it again. It's the best mead I've ever had in my life. It's incredible. That's saying a lot. So we have two questions. Two questions from Nicole to finish this off. And uh, Nicole, you have two questions. Or more, actually. I didn't. You only sent two questions in. If you have any fun, like off the bat questions, send them over real quick. I um, I have a couple that I can remember that I got right off the top of my head. I'm going to need you to read the two that I sent earlier because mm-hmm. my husband has stolen my phone. Um, but one question was, what's your favorite Disney movie? And mine is um, The Little Mermaid. I mean, I kind of like the like old story that was like you know the pre Disney version because it's like really fucked up and I didn't realize it. But you know, I guess I guess I can go with the corny Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, I'd say old school is The Lion King, for sure. Um, more recent would be Up, like from two thousand onward. That's hard. Um, Homeward Bound, I love. Mm-hmm. Oliver and Company, I love. Uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I think it's two, the one where they, like he's like thirsty, looking at a girl. It's fucking the, one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in my life. He's like drinking milk, mm-hmm. and he's seeing the girl on the on the stage, and he's just like, all right, like legitimately, Disney has a horny dog on video for kids to watch, like. This kid's this dog's thirsty as fuck. Um, that are uh, Disney movies are kind of fucked up yeah. though. Like if you actually look for it, story wise, they're uh, all so sad and like have crazy meanings. Alice in Wonderland's probably one of my like. I love that story. It's so cool. Like I've always found it just fascinating. That's a fu- that's fun for me. What else you got for us? Um, I had a question that was, how do you? stop your lungs from burning when you run in the cold 
Like I, I just kind of, I mean, I get really bad exercise induced asthma. I just kind of don't, but I will say that the whole mask thing, like I'll wear a gator and I used to wear gators before. Um, but now like that, I kind of feel like an obligation to almost like I, I noticed that I rely on it to like get some, you know, you breathe in and it just makes the air kind of more moist. I hate that word, but here we are. Theo, what can you tell us, cat? Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> he doesn't get to go outside, so he doesn't yeah. know what that means. Hi, Theo. Theo has entered the trap. The- I would also say the same as uh, Nicole, like a neck gator. Pretty much your only option, and just getting used to it. Yeah. It could just, like, could just be in very very open like very aware about your breathing pattern too just you're breathing that hard maybe slow it down <laughs> slow down a little bit i just got a neck order from tracksmith that's pretty good too uh but that's one thing that can just like maybe warm up a little bit longer your lungs are burning that might be might be working a little hard for the season i think it's yeah, the same thing yeah i think it's the same thing as like in the heat like Realize that, like, yeah, you might be feeling better as you do in the heat. Like, you might not feel like you're dying because, like, you're just dehydrated. But, like, really, you're still working hard. Your body's working really hard to regulate that heat and get you warmer. Like, you might not feel like you're going to pass out, but your body's working really, really hard. So be aware of that. And uh, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to slow down. Where you read the last two. Okay. Do you guys take any supplements during, in general, for training or for winter specifically? I take a shit ton of supplements. <laughs> supplements sitting over here. Um, I will take a multivitamin every day. Um, I, I mean, I like to have my bases covered, and I think it's important, especially now, to keep up on your vitamins because there's a lot of research out there about vitamins and asymptomatic COVID cases, like you not becoming full-on symptomatic if you um, continue on a vitamin regimen with, like, zinc and vitamin C and D and stuff. So, like, I think it's really important to take a vitamin, especially in the winter um, when you're not getting as much of that from the sun. And I do a lot of protein powder. Um, I don't like protein. I, I just don't feel like I get enough of it, especially since I don't really eat like a whole lot of meat or anything. Um, so I, I do usually like a protein shake or two a day or like I'll make some protein pudding or protein cookies. King? Uh, I don't really take any like supplements. Um, I have taken like vitamin D and like um, elderberry and stuff like that in the winter um, and vitamin C, but nothing that I like consistently take every day or throughout the year. Um, and I'm really bad about doing protein powder. I need to get better about that. Um, yeah, I'm not a model citizen over here. <laughs> You're talking the worst model citizen about running. I do not take any supplements at all. Um, you can call the spear drug that I'm about to do right now. 
You get a lot of a good supplement? carbs that way. Uh, that'd be the only supplements that I take. <laughs> um, I am trying start. I am starting to try to implement more meals into um, into my training schedule because uh, I just realized like um, unless I have like leftovers or anything like that, I don't think I'm feeling myself as much as I want to, especially as I'm picking up more miles. So like, there's a local local person here called Fit Fresh, Fit Fresh Fast um, that does a lot of like food reviews like John Patton's fantastic about that so like I've I've bought a couple of meals from him and like yeah why not have some really really good meals during lunch uh because like I am lazy because I like taking naps during lunch I don't know if you guys do the same but I take naps during lunch I really should be reading because there's some books that I've been a book that I've been needing to read for like months and I'm looking at Nicole like stare closer to the camera by that but I take naps and I need to need to get back on it. So yeah, I've been doing. Um, I've just been adding more food. That's really my my supplement, I guess. There's not any kind of anything else that I've been doing. I really should be doing some iron. Um, I've heard that's probably good for me. Um, but yeah, I just need to add more food. So I'm trying that. I'm trying to actually have full meals during lunch. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's a lot to be said about like the, the way that you consume food and like the different foods you consume too. Cause like if you're getting the right nutrients from your food, then you don't really need to take any supplements. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing more now. Like my morning routine is coffee. Um, I have a like geisha coffee that I have right now. And my, my French press, I French press more than I've ever done. It's fantastic. And then I have a uh, kind bar. I think it's kind that I have. Um, and then I have like yogurt and then if I have a cookie, I'll put a cookie or a like toast or anything like that. That's what I do for breakfast. But I know I need to actually, actually add a full meal in lunch to be able to actually not feel like I'm dying after a run. But yeah, um, so we have, we have some topics, uh, Topics left that we're going to discuss for the next hour and a half. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Keen needs to get get ready for dinner. Nicole needs to get ready for dinner. Ray's getting ready for bed already. No, I'm just getting ready for bed. So just giving you some 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 pre pre previews for the next couple of topics. We're going to be talking about personal goals and ways to stay motivated during COVID on next week's episode, as well as year takeaways. We're going to be doing a full year recap of just what we've learned. I think if you haven't taken anything to learn from this year, you really haven't taken advantage of the year that we've had. Uh, so we're going to be able to have that that honest conversation about what we've learned from ourselves, our running, everything like that. Um, also working on getting some people on for the Elite Files, uh, some episodes for that. Uh, we're going to try to get things together for that. But yeah, um, as always, I appreciate you guys being on this. Um, if you guys enjoyed the episode, we appreciate it if you guys left us a comment, left us a, a five-star review on iTunes, um, and share around. Share around with your friends. We appreciate that as well. Uh, share around. like We want to be able to talk running with people. If you guys have some topics conversation you guys want, send them over to beardsandmiles at gmail.com. That'd be awesome. Like Really just 
We really do appreciate that. And uh, tag us in it. If you're sharing the podcast, tag us in it. Um, we don't know if you're doing it otherwise. Um, but yeah, this is Chris. Uh, you could follow me at Beers and Miles. You can follow him, play video games with me at XECris, XECRIS. I'm still playing Warzone. And uh, yeah, Keen, where can they follow you? You can follow me at Keen underscore for a run on Instagram and Twitter. And then um, pretty active on Strava. So follow me there, Katie Keenan. And that's with a K A T I, right? Yes, K A T I, K E E N A N. There we go. Hey, you can follow me at Nicole the Runner. Or if you play Pokemon Go, um, my username is Mickey Smalls XO, and you can DM me for my friend code. I will send it to you, and I will send you gifts every day. Should I should I get back on uh, Pokemon Go? Yeah, you can be my friend, and we can. Do be- they fix the fucking running thing? Because like I, yeah. when I first moved here, like I got Pokemon Go, and I was running through Ohio State, and apparently, if you run anything faster than eight minutes per mile, it won't track it for your eggs, and it's bullshit. No, it, they they definitely have fixed it, and they they made it so you don't have to have the app open. Um, they it just syncs automatically, so like it syncs with your help apps, and um, like I'll do like workouts and it'll count. So like if I can run like six something miles, then there we go, there we go, there we go for your runners and your Pokemon lovers. Also, for next episode, we are going to be talking about our six choices for our Pokemon battle. <laughs> yeah, we're having that conversation again. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. But thank you guys for listening. Keen, tell Theo, and tell Barkley. And most importantly, tell Mike. I said hi. Will do. And Nicole. Tell Ray. I miss him. I miss her. I miss her. I miss her. Sorry. I miss it. Sorry. It's, I've almost finished this entire level. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, get ready for Ray. I think that the, the promo photo for this podcast should be you and Ray making out on my couch. I, mm, <laughs> we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Uh, oh, thank you guys. I, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time and, uh, yeah, we'll see you when you see you.